robot and the bear. Robot and the bear, 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 bear. Robot and the bear. Robot and the bear, 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 bear. Robot and the bear. Robot and the bear, 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 bear. Robot and the bear. Robot and the bear, 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 bear. Where are we? Explain this, because I thought we were in 5800, which looked like the White House from the front. Yes, we are at the iconic Netflix Studios. Uh, located. Okay, let me start over again. We're in the Icon Building, the Netflix Icon Building, located at the Sunset Bronson Studios in Hollywood, California. All right. Well, this is where the robot and the bear is going to broadcast from now on. From yeah. Now- yeah. Yes. Indefinitely. It's a Netflix show. Just so you guys know, we're on Netflix now. Um, no, I'm not. But we are drinking Netflix drinks. Yes. Cheers. Cheers to Netflix. Mm. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But we're coming here. Yeah, we are joined by uh, Akko Castuera, um, and this is the first time we've been in a studio like this, I think. Or it's not a studio. This is just a conference room. Yeah, I got to book a conference room. But in like a multi-billion dollar operation. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Usually we're just at GR2 or something, so this is special. Yeah. This is grand. Yeah. So Akko is coming off her opening of the show, uh, Dance the Worm. Uh, yes. which is at GR2, and uh, this is kind of the perfect opportunity to catch up with her. But she's so busy, we are here at the studio. At her work. Yeah. It's a weekday. That's true. And you guys are on the west side, <laughs> and I am not. So. I wish I was on the west side. Yeah, I commute. Oh, you know. I'm sorry. Where do you come from? San Gabriel. Oh, that's better. Uh, we should know. go to you. <laughs> well, the food is definitely, you yeah. know, pretty good over there where I'm at. But, you know, but... I'm sorry for interrupting. Go ahead. Eric, no, I, 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 like you know. Unfortunately, I was out of town this weekend, so I wasn't able to check out your Boom. open. I know, I know. I'm, I'm so sh- such a shitty partner in a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but he did look at all the photos of the installation, just pictures I shot. Yeah. So he cool. kind of knows it. So tell me about that altar in the middle. I know that's kind of the show is based kind of around this altar, and uh, I might as well have your own explanation because I've had people walk in saying, "Yeah." It, it, they're trying to figure out where it's from, like an ethnicity, a race, or a whatever. And they're trying to figure yeah, it out. And that's, that's the funniest part. And I'm like, it might not be any of these things. Yeah, that always kind of, I, I forget that that's, a, people go to that. They're, they're like, what is this? Is this like, but it, it's, um, it's, a, it's a worm-based altar. So <laughs> it's a literal, a literally worm-based altar. Um, it's anchored by... A central piece, which is a ceramic um, composter. It's like a four-part um, stacking worm composter, and it's sculptural. So it's ceramic, and um, it's like very decorative, and it's very ceremonial, but it's also functional. So there's like, um, I don't know. I, I wonder how many worms are actually in there, but it would be hard to count them. So There's actually <laughs> worms in there? Yeah, when I say literal, like, I mean worms. Like, I actually use that word accurately, I think. Wait, so is this kind of <laughs> based on an actual cultural kind of, like, worm thing, or? Okay, well, it's like, um, I don't know, what is an actual cultural worm like, thing? Like, there are cultures out there that actually, like, have, like, these kind of dinner, like, placement things around big buckets mm, of worms. I want to find that people (laughs) i think we could start it um no but worm composting i mean vermi vermi compost is like the technical 
name for worm using worms to compost mm-hmm. um and it just it just happens like worms that is right. what they do they break down waste material and matter and and stuff and they turn it into this like great really rich material mm-hmm. um so people compost like a lot of people do worm composting probably not enough because i think a lot of people had never heard of it before and are probably grossed out by it but no, I don't think there's a, a ceremonial, um, like a, <laughs> I don't think there's a, a culture out there who is celebrating the worm, Composting. you know, overtly, like right now. I don't know. But, but there is a cultural, I mean, there's, there are elements of this sculpture that do reference different cultures. So like specifically it's referencing this myth, um, about Metzli, who is an, uh, a Machika god slash goddess um, of indeterminate gender uh, or fluid gender. And so Metzli is also the moon. And, and there's a story about oops, uh, Metzli and the sun being possibly rivals, but they're like on equal footing with each other, right? So it's not like the sun is this great god and the moon is lower than the sun or something like that. But then one day the moon humiliated Metzli by slapping them in the face with a rabbit and this is this gives you two things this is like this is how the moon became subordinate to the sun this is also how the moon wound up with a rabbit on its face and this this humiliating I'm doing air quotes right now that this like quote-unquote humiliating event is what cast Metzli underground and um made them the or gave them the designation of the lowly god of worms which is also in air quotes but i'm actually quoting um so yeah metzli is the lowly god of worms and also the god god goddess of the moon and uh i think of like soil okay don't quote me on that part but definitely the lowly god of the worms um and i was thinking about how awesome worms are and like if i built them a temple they could properly worship metzli not as a lowly god goddess but as like this like exalted uh radical awesome figure worthy of worship right so (laughs) so wait there were uh, from the photographs that i saw it looked like there were a bunch of like table settings or something yeah like yeah yeah as uh are those of people that are in your life or are they specific oh oh well there's table settings and then there are also like photographs and little pieces of like mementos and things like that so the table setting is yeah it sort of do, it does bring in like you know who's who are the dead in your living life right mm-hmm. um who are the dead that you live with that you kind of like you know eating is or like ceremonial dining or setting a place for somebody is like a way to kind Honor of honor that person. Yeah, and just show how much really we are part of each other's lives even if we're not here physically. Um and then yeah, I have pictures of like my grandparents and I have um pictures of friends that have died and I have pictures of uh, my cat, <laughs> my, my deceased yeah. cat, and um, you know there are a lot of things that that I I wish that I could put into the altar. I I have a lot more to put there, but those are sort of they're they're like placeholders for the idea of um, 
you know, the departed that are very much with us, that live with us. Um, and then I have pieces of like, I have pieces of my great grandmother's floor in Mexico. Um, I had a chance to go visit the, like my family's, um, hometown in Libres, Puebla. And we could still go visit that, this building, which is amazing. And, um, I got to go there with my auntie and she told me, you know, like she, she kind of just like brought it to life and talked about her memories there. And, oh, this is where, you know, this is where I would run back and forth and back and forth. And this is where the cooking happened. And the floor was all broken apart. And it's, um, um, so I got to bring a piece of that home. Mm. And so that's in there. And then there's some mugwort, which is a, a herb. It's a plant that grows native in California. And it also grows in different parts of the world. And it's like, um, it, it's an aid for psychopomps. And psychopomps are figures who, who help us bridge the you know the astral plane yeah planes between life and death and like before life so Mm. um you know people who are being born or people who are dying mugwort is an is an aid for that um and it also like it's said to make your dreams more vivid whoa or like yeah (laughs) (laughs) to help you connect with your subconscious yeah there's something about the subconscious and the dirt and the darkness and um, you know, the regenerative, the regenerative darkness. It's like where things go down to before they become the thing that we're going to see. Mm. Well, and so how do the pieces <laughs> the, uh, the on the walls uh, tie into the altar in the center? Um, well, they tend to be things that either refer to stuff that comes out of the soil, like there's a lot of corn husks, for example. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, I'm really big into corn. <laughs> it's <laughs> awesome. Uh, and the corn corn husk as a material is just really like it's just fun to me. Um, and but so also the dolls are kind of like that's like a historical form, right? Just making dolls from corn husk. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've I've only I've just seen it depicted in places. Yeah, it's totally a thing. Um, it's like ubiquitous for corn people. There's so much to do with it. <laughs> it reminds me of, like, I'm always thinking about that part in Pee-wee's Big Adventure when he goes to the Alamo and he's getting the tour. And the tour guide is like, yes, there are literally thousands and thousands of uses for corn, all of which we will talk about now. And, wow. and that's what this podcast is going to be. So you can grow corn to make... Can you get closer to the mic? I you think can, it, or you can move the mic. You can, you can grow... You can use corn for ice cream. And I want to talk about that because um, this corn, actually, the origin of most of these corn husks are from a project that I did with Shiho Yoshikawa, who was the founding chef of Sweet Rose Ice Cream. and um, Greatest ever. Yeah, Eric Eric and I used to exchange uh, like photos of ice cream being eaten at Sweet Rose, and I felt like it was mean. It was mean. <laughs> it was kind of like to say, like, ha I'm eating ice cream, and you're not eating ice cream. <laughs> yeah, because well, first off, Sweet Rose, we think, is the best, or it is the it best. It is the best. Right. I don't, is it? Still? Is it still? Still? I don't know. I don't but, know but, okay, Sweet Rose Creamery, it's just an ice cream place, but there are many, and our Akko's friend, Morso's, uh, was the head chef of ice cream. 
Yeah, Shiho. Yeah, amazing stuff. Um, but She's a great. So artist. yeah, there were no sweet roses outside of the west side of L.A. So um, I live on the west side, close to me. I go get ice cream, take a picture, selfie, whatever it is, and send it to Akko because she can't get none. Yeah. And I would do that often. It was cruel. It's yep. super cruel. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so. But then she would get special flavors that I never even tasted. So because there was some tasting going on, testing. Uh, yeah. There you go. Now, yeah, I wouldn't even know about that. Back to corn. Okay. Back to the corn. All right. So <laughs> so every summer, Shiho would make a corn flavor ice cream. And we paired up for this, um, like, a sustainable kitchen artist project. So it was pairing um, a chef, like a professional chef with an artist. And then we would, like, use the, the food waste from the chef's um, work to, like, make an art project art installation art thing so i got to i got all this corn and um i got to like dry it out and 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 play with it and do things and that's when i started making those corn dolls and garlands and creatures and weird stuff like that and it's yeah i don't know so that was like years ago but i can still use the same material because i can like soak it and and it'll and i can reuse it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so there's stuff like that and then there are figures that are not made out of well they're definitely made out of um, out of clay, and clay, you know, clay is a kind of soil. So this whole project came about um, as a as a gesture to like reciprocate um, with the soil. Mm. So since I'm taking so much out of it, I take you know I take clay out of it, I take food out of it, everything you know. I'm a soil based life form and I don't do very much to give back to the soil so I was trying to think about what I could do and building the the you know the ceremonial composter for worms is one one gesture that I can make that's like you know it's a ceremonial gesture it doesn't literally put back what I take out of the soil but it's a start um and uh yeah so the clay everything on the wall that is made out of ceramic it's it comes from the soil, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, so I noticed <laughs> that the uh, the centerpiece, of course, is not for sale. It's an installation piece. Mm-hmm. Is that something that you actually is the um, the ceremonial composter? You know, actually something that you like have at in your home or you keep it. It's your home? no, it's too ceremonial. <laughs> it's just <laughs> like it's actually not as functional as easy like as a thing that I have that's called a can of worms and that's a lot easier for me to use and it's like more lightweight and I don't have to worry about uh if I'm gonna like I don't know drop something on it and destroy it so I keep the I keep the ceremonial composter at my studio for the most part and it's like you know I only bring it out for special occasions Mm. but you're saying that there's actual worms in there yeah yeah the worms (laughs) go back this is like they're they're ceremonial home you know it's uh-huh. like they're uh so you, you borrowed some from the can of worms yeah and, yeah yeah. Uh, yeah 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 and also um there's weird i don't know about weird but there's they're a lights. lot of yeah there's like companion critters and there's there's stuff flying out if you not open, yes really yeah when i open the top stuff flies oh, out wow yeah and i'm just like, take a picture like gnats I, I guess i don't know what they are there's things flying out though so i'm just like i'll just leave the top on. yeah just leave the top yeah on. yeah i don't know i don't know what it is but i opened and i saw the little 
I guess mites. the mites. Yeah. I was just like, oh shit. Yeah, there's tons of them. Stuff flying out. And, um, no, yeah. I mean, nothing happens in a vacuum. I mean, nothing natural happens in a vacuum. So the, the worms are like the central feature and they're the ones that I'm talking about the most. But they, there are a lot of other critters that help in um, breaking down materials. Sure. So I hope they don't freak you out too much. No, not at all. <laughs> I, le- I let other people, I did take, people are curious. So I did open it and let people look. And um, stuff flew out, and then they got freaked out. Like, so Ew. yeah, yeah, it's yeah. cool. Yeah, well, <laughs> it doesn't smell bad or anything, though. No, it, it yeah, yeah. But it's it's interesting. But I, I, it's hard to explain what the altar is. But really? I, you know, because people have asked, like, a there's lot. like a thing. I wrote a thing out. It's on so the it, wall. I point people to that, and then they kind of get it, and then they look, and they think they know. Then they still don't know, and they start asking the quest, the basic question. What's the basic question? I, what is this? It's a, <laughs> and then, a, then it goes to... It's a compost. And then it goes to, who, you know, the artist. Who's the artist? <laughs> they they want to know your ethnicity and stuff. So it goes to that. And then, yeah. Then they're trying to make sense of it with something that they think they know. And then I realized, and then they... I don't think they know. I well, know. everyone, like, kind of, you know, measures what they know from some sort of reference point, right? Yeah, that's wh- what knowing means, kind of. But, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. right. So yeah, I think that's what they're doing. But I then I'm just like, maybe you can't you can't just join these things because there's not a straight line here. But it feels like that's what they're trying to do. And yeah, it, that's I'm like, cool. don't worry about it. Just go with it. You know, that's <laughs> yeah. what I'm just telling everybody. Just it's cool. Yeah, yeah, that. Or I'm like, maybe it's not that. Maybe it's everything else. Maybe you know, things you're not thinking about. But I can't really explain it. So that's that's my best explanation. Is it's whatever she wanted to make. Um. <laughs> I thought it was an oven. Like it, when I saw it, <laughs> <laughs> like I was like, I, you know, I put a fire under that, you know. And that's cool. I like you know, fire. You know, so I won't. I oh well, it's it's been through like you know it's thousands of degrees. Yeah, right. right. I think about two thousand degrees. Yeah. Refined in fire. Yes, it has been. I mean, it's gone through a chemical change, mm-hmm. and um, you could burn a fire in there. I would take the worms out first because it's all about them. Well, I was, I was thinking, I mean, because if I recall what I remember seeing in the photos, it looked like it had, like, legs or something like yeah. that. Yeah. 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 So it looked like it would stand on top of a fire, you know, and whatever uh, was inside it could be, like, you know. Have not attempted that. You know. But, that yet. I mean, that was just, like, my initial impression because I didn't have a chance to, you know, read the write-up. Yeah. You know, and um, just looking at it, I'm like, it looks, it, it could be both sculptural and it could probably be a cooking you know device at the same time it could be like because it's like placed it looked like it was placed on a dining table kind of you know thing because of uh, it could be a steamer i guess right oh yeah uh, it would be a great steamer i think yeah. that but because it, it doesn't quite it's not quite sealed on the can sides can we talk about my favorite yeah. product your favorite yeah. product yeah sure yeah. it's an uh, instant pot oh <laughs> <laughs> What if oh. I, my next show is just an Instant Pot in the middle of here? What are you making the Instant Pot? Are you making the Starbucks eggs thing? Because that's what everyone No, I don't know what that is. I don't know either. Yeah. It's a, I don't know. Everyone I know who like has an Instant Pot like, makes make this it. egg thing You know that like apparently is available at Starbucks. Oh, my God. Wait. Okay. So, you know, you can crack like as many eggs as you want into a whatever, uh. like a stainless steel or silicone, <laughs> silicone bowl. And you put it in there and, and it comes out as like one giant egg white with like as many egg yolks as you put in. Oops, I keep hitting that thing. Not um, 
Yeah, it's so awesome. <laughs> and then sense. and then you just chop the whole thing up and you make it, it's like an egg salad sandwich. But you don't have to peel a bunch of eggs because oh. you just crack them. Okay, so that's one thing. Wow. Oh. Um, I well, don't can know. you do that just by boiling it in a pot? No. It can't be done like that? I don't no. I've never tried that. It's a slow and low process, right? No. It's very fast. Oh, you're right. Yeah. It, oh, it's like okay. five I mean, minutes. Really? Because you're, you're okay. using pressure to l- keep heat circulating inside there. But like, if you're going to do it without a, a pressurized pot, you would probably have to like do a slow and low process with a lid But it's on. eggs. I don't know why you... It would be rubbery and you'd be like... Bleh. So in like, do you think in 10 years, let's say... Because I go, you know, if I go to yard sale, I see a foreman grill. Is this the oh. new? F- is this the next foreman no, grill? No, you don't think so. No. Well, the foreman grill was kind of designed to be a little bit more affordable and economic, and like this. I mean, I don't think instant pots are like available for thirty dollars. You will make your money back by eating instant pot food within thirty days. <laughs> I mean, you can make your <laughs> own yogurt. You can. You. I mean. I don't know. Yeah. I you don't know about 30 no. days. No. <laughs> it depends. Uh, anyway. <laughs> I try not to buy like household devices like that. No, that's yeah. the one that you should get. That is the one. <laughs> so I should like request this for my next birthday thing. Yeah, and then get rid of Fuck everything that. else. You don't need what? anything but a blender. I'm, I, I have some, my friends gave me an air fryer for my birthday oh, a couple no. of years ago. No, and it's that, too specific. It's been sitting in the box like. Look. You know, for bread maker? Did you have a bread maker ever no, to make bread? I, because that was a thing really for a second. Easy yeah, bread recipe that you can do. Like, I, no, you just make that. Yeah. See, there's all these devices, and I'm thinking the Instapots. I'm going to see it at yard sales in a few years. People I know who have one, they actually use it. Like, you guys, yeah. You know what? I don't see the yard sale. No. Cast iron pans. I know because everybody wants to keep theirs. Yeah, see, that's for real. That's why I'm thinking the Instant Pot is going to be like at the yard sale. No, I have cast iron pans and I have an Instant Pot. And the only way I would garage sale my Instant Pot is if I bought like two more Instant Pots. Because I would keep, I have two actually, I have two already so i, <laughs> I kind of feel like something ah! better is going to come out nope. that's going to oh, replace if, the instapot awesome. and we're going to see all the instapots there because you know the foreman grill is just also just useless now right nobody uses it who uses a foreman grill uh that was you I know don't. see it's over you can make um well anyway well, I'm I mean, gonna like, say well, a waffle iron is just as good as a foreman grill. Oh, but a waffles are good. Yeah, yeah, and you can. <laughs> have you ever made scrambled eggs in a waffle iron? I have iron? not. No, that's great. No, okay. Is it? Yeah. Well, are they kind of dry? Yeah. You like dry? But you feel so proud of yourself. Oh, well. <laughs> you feel like the novelty of it <laughs> makes that. up for the dryness. So yeah, I don't know. Is this what you guys really want to talk about? This is I, this is awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, we, now I'm like curious. I got to get an Instapot, and I'm sure there's people yeah. at home who are just once you really get an into Instapot, it. you let me know. And you know, like people make stew in, in that, like fast. Is that I mean, what like it is? It's so make, good. I guess you can make curry or something. Like you that. make really good curry. You can make really good stew. You can I just, make, it, but it's just to speed up I the process. I want to plug my right? favorite instant pot recipe bloggers, and that's Amy and Jackie. And they're <laughs> they <laughs> they're, have blogs they're dedicated Asian. to the instant pot. They do a lot of like Hong Kong style stuff, and that man, I never thought that I could make really good food until I followed I can't remember what recipe it was and I was like this tastes like real food it's really good it's like so there I remember one time I made a soup this was before the instant pie I made a soup and it was an experiment and it had like nuts and things in it and it was very it was intense but I could never duplicate that duplicate it again and um, a friend of our family she tried it and she said in Spanish like now you're ready to marry and that was like that that to me it's like it says a lot. 
It's like a, a sort of social and cultural value and evaluation. Wait, is that when you got right. married? No, I think, oh. <laughs> no, I don't know. I wasn't interested. I was with Rob, but we were like just, we, I mean, you know, we were together for 12 years before we got married. So it was right. sometime during that probably, or maybe after. But anyway, <laughs> do you know do you know that this year is going to be 21 years with Rob? So you can understand it gets hard Whoa, to. Whoa, 21? 21 years. That's Holy shit. more than half my life. Wow. Wow. Yeah, it's a long time. Isn't that like a, mi- a certain milestone? Like, you know, I, I'm, you know, that Wait, they celebrate. When, when I met you, you weren't with, like, long ago, Oakland days. That yeah. was already, like, that must have been 22 or 23 years ago. Yeah, I wasn't with Rob. Well, yeah, when I met you, 22 years ago, maybe. So, 21 years <laughs> you've been together with <laughs> Rob. I Holy know. smokes. That's crazy. crazy. Yeah. So. That's the 90s. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, congrats. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Awesome. Yeah, it's hard for me. It's part of how it's part of why I think I don't really know how old I am, like or what I don't know. Like, it sort of contributes to a prolonged sense of arrested development, maybe, or not so much that, but like I can't really understand where I'm supposed to be in age, huh. <laughs> or like you know what I mean. Do you think it's a generational <laughs> thing? Because Mm-mm. like. You know, I'm 46, but I do not feel like I am "quote unquote" 46. Like what I imagined a 46. Yeah, maybe that's. Yeah, I don't know, but maybe it's also like, so not having kids or not like there's certain. um, Oh, none of us have kids, so none of us have kids, and I don't own a house, and I don't. I'm not like climbing a. I'm not. I don't have a career path per se. I mean, I'm I'm on one, but it's not like a one that I. I don't know. know. But it's happening. Yeah, but it's not like uh, something. (laughs) Look where we are. It's not like like something your your family like celebrates or throws a party for or something. They're like you're in a you know like there's not a ritual or like a um, some kind of like social thing that marks that you are an adult or something like that. And I, I don't know. Like talking to other people, they 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 have these chapters to their lives that have to do with like relationships and they'll be like, Oh, those were the, those were the, um, so-and-so years so, when yeah, I dated yeah. that person. Yeah. Yeah. I was and everything to... was shitty or everything was great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Know. Yeah. Or yeah, this yeah. is when I lived in, you know, the state or that state and I've lived in California my whole life <laughs> wow. and I've been with Rob my whole life and I like, like, By the oh, way, we're talking yeah. about Rob Sato, oh, yeah. the Sato. artist you know, yeah. who we interviewed a couple episodes yeah, ago. Yeah, two or yeah. three. Two episodes yeah. or three. Episodes. Yeah. Should I listen to that? Or you guys talk about appliances? <gasps> they talk about other stuff, actually, oh, yeah. maybe. <laughs> oh, really? Um, they yeah. talk about me? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I might listen to it. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Rob's so busted. But see, what you're doing right now is the only thing that could probably get me to listen to a a podcast. <laughs> well, then we're not going to tell you what he said <laughs> yeah, yeah, because yeah. you're <laughs> yeah. going to get mad. No, no I don't cool. know. You're not get mad, but <laughs> yeah, you know. I know that you did say that I was reading. Um, I don't know. You made light of my my reading choices. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. You were like, "That's dessert reading." Oh, and I have a message from Rob because <laughs> I don't read. None of us read. Wait, or I don't. We don't. I don't. Yeah, read I, don't books. I don't read. Yeah. yeah so yeah, I'm, that's, I'm just that's out a of jealousy. I was out of jealousy. Oh, maybe you guys will yeah. read more books. But I guess okay. So Rob was like, "Oh, Akko's reading all these Ursula K. Le Guin books," and you said, 
but that's like dessert. Yeah, but and I don't even know what that who that is. <laughs> well, here's the said, point. I think I just said that. But your listeners might, and they might think, oh, dessert books, those are lame. But here's the here's the thing that Rob wanted to say later that he forgot to say right then was <laughs> that reading should be like dessert. A reading can be like dessert, and it's like you know this delicious, wonderful thing that you like can't wait for more of. You know. Yeah, I just want to say that yeah. because yeah, reading is awesome. I agree. I agree. Or reading books, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Oh, because you know, reading is awesome. Well, I don't know. What else do people read? Comics? Reddit. I read both of those. <laughs> things. I, read I read comics read... and Reddit. So. Okay, I'm going to advocate for reading comics as well. But yeah, but they, as we were talking about this when I was setting up the show, Eric was like, "Oh, but you know, you don't really have to like picture anything when you read comics because." You know, the function of comics is to show as well as to tell, right? So Who said that? You said that. Just now? You said that when I was installing last week. Oh, really? No, but there's space between the, the panels that you're supposed to fill yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. Your brain yeah, is yeah, activating absolutely. that stuff. That's why I'm like, did I say that? Because absolutely, no, I, I believe but, in the... But with fiction or like with reading, your brain is doing all the work. So it's conjuring all of the images and it's it's providing all like spatial information and, and smell and stuff like that. Stuff that... You know, comics is already doing a lot of the legwork for you because it's visual. So anyway, uh. I think that's super important. And I, since we are here, we're at Netflix. And, um, you know, I've been working in animation. And um, as, a, as a writer or storyboard artist or somebody who has to think critically, you need reading in your background. You need ideas and experiences that are beyond your own life. And you need to be able to, like, think with some kind of flexibility. And you can do that. You can, I mean, reading is how you do that. It's not reading comics. Sorry. But reading real, you know, reading words. I want to tell people that. It's really important because I'm freaked out that we're not going to have good, good stuff to watch anymore. Like, you know, in like two years. <laughs> <laughs> ideas. But, like, ideas. Oh. Yeah. I guess I can agree a little bit, but then at the same time, uh, I remember, uh, let's see, Lance from J Church, right? This He was a musician. He would say it was really sad when he would read zines from people who read uh, and their influences were only from other zines. Yeah. And he'd be like, oh, this is like a zine, you know? Like yeah, he's like, he's like, like how, limit, how lim- limited is that versus, um, you know? other ideas coming from all over the place to make a zine. Yeah. Yeah. Same in animation. Like there are people who are making animation who their only reference is other animation. Oh, wow. And is that, is that lame? Is that obvious when someone is kind of from a background like that? Like, is it very evident? Yeah. No, I don't know. Maybe through their work. Uh There is a sort of generic quality. Wow. Which is, um, I think some people want that. They want to make generic stuff. Mm-hmm. But I've never worked on a production where that was desirable. All right. Well, the previous was your previous project was Adventure Time. Um, the last thing I worked on before City of Ghosts, is which is what you're doing now. Right now, I'm working on. And people won't know what that Netflix is. Netflix is City of Ghosts, created by Elizabeth Ito. Yeah. And it is currently in production, but it has been announced, so I can. See oh, okay. It. Yeah. Yeah. And it's. Um, I'm really excited about it. Awesome. Yeah. It's a little different, right? It's really different. Are you allowed to talk about this? I'm like, what have they put out right now? Maybe maybe you don't need to. It's it's okay. Well, I can say it's um it's about it's a show that explores historic communities of Los Angeles. Um communities 
or ge geographies, like locations, but not necessarily just locations. Um, the, and there's stories that are not the typical, like, this is a story about L.A. because we get a lot of, like, you know, kind of Hollywood stuff being constantly told and regurgitated. So these the episodes are going to specifically focus on different neighborhoods. So, um, yeah, I don't know if is I this what, a documentary style. It's thing? a hybrid documentary style. So we're using interviews wow. with real people and they're getting integrated into um, an animated. Wow. Yeah. That sounds cool. Oh. It's cool. Sounds cool. It does sound cool. Yeah, I love it. Um, yeah. Um, that <laughs> that project sounds kind of like kind of a odd one compared to like just uh, Adventure Time, for example. Yeah, Adventure Time was uh, so really, really different. Yeah. Yeah. And I was storyboarding and writing on Adventure Time for like, I don't know, some years. Like eight? Almost the whole way, right? My and youth. Off and on. Yeah. yeah. So can you talk about the difference? Now you're directing. It's a title that we're all like, every time you hear oh, the word director, directing. it means, uh, see? Congratulations. It means, Thank see? you. <laughs> That's awesome. Anytime you hear the word director, it's like, whoa. But then th and, and directing this is a lot different than directing, let's say, a Hollywood movie, I'm going to guess. I wouldn't know anything about directing yeah. a Hollywood Neither movie. Neither would I, because come to think of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> come to think of it. But is it a lot different than directing a, just a pure animation film? I think, yes, because so we're using, um, like I said, we're we're gathering audio from real people. So I wouldn't know. I mean, imagine directing a documentary would be, you. it's like some of that. But then also, um, you know, you're working with the animated narrative stuff. So you're finding ways to piece these audio contributions together with like a story that is going to have characters that you'll be able to like write basically so like we're not we're not trying to like put words in anybody's mouth mouths but um we do have these characters that are like sort of guiding us through the stories of real people so i don't know there's like there's an aspect of that that's just a lot of research and listening and finding like well what are the things that people have said that um, really highlight the story that we're trying to tell here and then there's stuff that I don't know there's a lot that overlaps with um, storyboarding so like you know the writing and the composing the frame and which information is important and you know there's stuff like yeah, drawing um, but then the things that are different are maybe there's a little there's more there's a lot more communication so just keeping tabs of where people are on the episode, like who's working on what and when it has to happen and letting people know that you got their email. <laughs> so <laughs> like, like with storyboarding, you never have to do that. You're, everyone kind of assumes that you're like, a, you know, I don't want to say that you're a fuck up, but like you'll, you'll do the work, but like you're not going to necessarily communicate and you get treated sort of like a dumb baby Aww. Who can a dumb smart baby? <laughs> so this this uh, this job sounds nothing like the art you make. On. You I know mean, there, what's so is weird is that it is. How's that? <laughs> How so? For the first time in my so when I was working on Adventure Time, I would agree with that. But um, um, in working on City of Ghosts with the documentary aspect, I've a really I've like a profound sense of being a gatherer. So like. In my work, in my sculptural work, um, 
I'm super, I'm really informed by having gathered my own materials. So that puts me in, that puts me in connection with something that I'm not, I'm not trying to manipulate the character out of the material. I'm trying to draw the character that is inherent to the material. I'm trying to draw that out and, and feature it. You know, it's like, in that way, it's sort of like a, a collaboration. Like, I gather soil, it has it has its own quality. And I, that quality is beautiful. You know, it's like I'm trying to make work or I'm trying to support that quality. And, you know, it's a gathering process. I don't, I'm trying, I don't like to use words like take or, um, I don't know. So part the, the process of gathering clay is like, it starts with a, a please and thank you. It's like, may I may I engage with you may I receive your your gifts right and then that sort of like that puts you on footing with your material that is reciprocal and it's sort of like it's sort of equal right like as much of you is going into the work as as the material so with interviews um I have a similar perspective it's like Right now, you guys are gathering for me for your podcast, right? (laughs) And um, I don't know, like, so I'm kind of like a raw material here. And with with the people that we're interviewing, I feel that way very much about them. Like, I, I'm like, I, I am in the presence of something that has very much its own character. They have their own character. They have their own qualities, and those qualities those qualities are to be respected and um and and highlighted or you know what i mean like that's a gift so i'm receiving that and i want to make the best of it and i want to do my best to like put it in a place where it can shine so that's how i see my job and that's how i see my work it's just more hands on yeah yeah it's hands on and it's also like it's also kind of reaching into the darkness to see what's there. It's not trying to be like, oh, yeah, I've got this, you know, I've, I've composed this and I'm going to, I've made several sketches and I'm going to go from A to B to C. You know, it's like, I'm going to go into the dark. I'm going to see what's there. I'm going to, I'm going to hope. <laughs> and, but, you know, like more than hope, I'm going to, um, like, commit to, being true to myself and the material, so doing the best that I can. Are you directing the entire series, or no? Is ep- a couple of handful episodic of director? Uh, yeah. And when's this coming out? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I think twenty twenty one. Oh, is it? Yeah, oh, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, it's yeah. cool. Uh, I I never, I did not anticipate feeling this way about jobs that I do for money like that's gonna sound weird because I put a lot of myself into adventure time and I put I mean writing and storyboarding demands a lot of it's just a huge creative output so um but I but I always felt like um that's something I wouldn't be doing if I (laughs) wasn't getting paid just because it's (laughs) so hard it's like it's so much work and it's um it's not like the language that I need to use creatively, like artistically, you know, there's, cause there's art that you make cause you have to make it. And then there's art that you make because you can make it. 
and you've been you've been asked to and um and you can't and you can so that's what most of my work in animation has been it's like oh i can do this and that doesn't make it less of an of an artistic effort um or achievement it's just that it, it's it's not what i had to do it's what i it's what i got the opportunity to do mm-hmm. whereas this is like this i think i don't know there's just a different kind of resonance with the work um, that I'm doing now because of that element of like, oh, I have a material that pushes back, you know? Mm. Animation itself is very plastic. It'll, anything you give it, it'll, it'll take on. So I'm not really working with anything that has its own inherent quality when mm. I'm storyboarding for traditional animation. Mm-hmm. Whereas this, like, the people have their inherent qualities. So uh, there's that, like, there's that dynamic and tension with, because in animation, everything that is created is intentional. Mm-hmm. Unless it's not. Unless there's okay. some weirdness that happens between, you know, the storyboard and the animators in Korea. Because uh, sometimes those things happen. Or uh-huh. <laughs> or it's like if you're drawing in, in um, black and white and you say, like, you've got – you draw an eye, right? And it sort of looks like a circle with – a like a moon shape inside of it, right? Mm-hmm. Well, which part is going to get the color? Mm. So sometimes, <laughs> sometimes, um, like with Jake's eyes, you mm. know, it's like a circle, big big oval with like a smaller yeah. oval inside of it. You yeah. might get the wrong part colored in black unless you made it very clear in your storyboard which part gets shaded in or gets the color. It could be like you get this cross-eyed effect, which is really hilarious, but also like that's a note so you have to send that back and you only get so many of those for every episode so if you wound up having too many wow. notes on this episode then you're over budget and then you <laughs> just wind up with some weird random stuff so that's the kind of artifact that you could Has get that from that happened animation. on adventure time yeah to its benefit sure <laughs> <laughs> but this one's got way just uh i guess you'd say it's a little more random right because you don't know the interview footage that you're gonna get until you see it yeah 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 so it's just like in doing interviews or whatever <laughs> a little bit you know i didn't know i didn't know what answers i was going to get when i was doing magazine interviews for example oh, yeah. you have no idea and then you're like well i can't use 10,000 words i've got to turn this into 2,000 words right then you just got to cut it down and figure out which ones are the most important maybe and yeah yeah but yours is totally weird so i like it no that sounds cuz uh, the way i was doing it was yeah it was just kind of making those choices figuring it out, but then realizing, too, it's like, oh, my God, I'm leaving these 8,000 words out that I really like, too. Yeah. And you're screwed. <laughs> I, can't, I can't do much about that in yeah. magazines, you know? Would yeah. Would you find yourself, like, thinking that you were going to do one particular type of story and then realizing that wasn't what the story really it happened was? happened all the time. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. And then would you change? Because you walk in, well, you walk in with an idea, too, and then you walk out going, whoa, you know, like, all the questions I had weren't even important. It was all this mm. other stuff that uh, I didn't, you know, that I didn't even ask. They just came out that became the focus. So you got to be flexible just, you know, That's the same cool. way. And then all of a sudden throw out all your questions that you had, which I never wrote them down anyway. It was all in my mind. And then I would just go with the flow instead, which a lot of people can't do. It's like they'll ask a question and then you answer it. Then they'll ask a 180 degree different question. And I'm like, that really seemed uncomfortable. Like that, that transition, sometimes you just got to go with it. But I don't know. That's how I had to do it. Your your job sounds more fun though, because uh, 
there's this animation element that I don't even understand, which sounds neat. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> I don't know what that is. That sounds cool, though. I don't know. I like, think... how's that going to work? It sounds great. I don't know. I was going to ask you, what about a giant robot? Like, a giant robot animated something. You want to direct it? No. Oh, oh okay. wait, yeah, sure. <laughs> I don't know. I mean to say it like that. I don't want to. I'm kidding. I mean, if you have uh, funding. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, and animation is so expensive. Yeah, yeah. Well, you could pitch it here. We could do puppet shows with a little bag puppet. That's about the best I can go. Dude, that's, dude, not, that's not even animated. You could just do it live. Like, end up looking something like Bojack Horseman or like, you know, like animals or, you know, just like. Yeah, the, if you're lucky. You know, yeah. like just that kind of crudely drawn. It's not like, crude, actually. <laughs> it's not crudely drawn, I don't think. I, I mean, like, it's just. I, Maybe I just, home movies. Home movies. That's a more home crude, movies is definitely crude, yes, yes, yeah. definitely. Like it'll have to look Bojack, like home movies. Bojack's drawings are great. I I've only seen a couple of episodes, <laughs> and I just was never really like taken by its style. You know, that's just me. You know, because I watch a ton of anime. Mm. You know, and I'm spoiled. Oh, by, you do. Yeah, wow. yeah. I'm I'm a nerd like that. <laughs> <laughs> I watch um, none. N- no anime. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. You know it's, it's because you're like, you don't need to. It's in your blood. Oh. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Is that true? Wow. How do you feel about that? Uh, I guess it's just all in my last name and maybe DNA, but yeah, that's kind of weird. I've heard of, so it, ri- it reminds me just the, how valuable a name is. Um, I've, I was talking to um, somebody about weebs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know what weebs are? No. Weeaboos. They're oh. non Japanese who really like their way into Japanese culture, maybe. I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm being nice but about it, but then they might use the word kawaii a lot and they want to oh, look Asian. Yeah, yeah. All that stuff. So is they're that a derogatory term or is that okay to say? Is it derogatory? Um, I think it could be both. Yeah. It could be both like complimentary or like, you know, like like some people will like declare that they're weebs. Kind of yeah. like they would just declare that they were nerds. What so, so is one, this? What is the word? Where does that come from? I have no idea. Uh, but I didn't even know what it was until someone explained it. And then they also explained that I'm very valuable because of my last name. Valuable? Yeah. Do they put a number on that? Because I have a Japanese last name. Oh, so like, so a weeb female wants to be with me because I've got the last name that oh they want. Oh, my God. Booyah. <laughs> I've got the last name. <laughs> As that does Rob. You, as does Rob Sato. And no, it does not actually. But uh, yeah, I was just like, oh, that's like I'm valuable for that. Just the last name. It, it didn't mean anything. So I don't watch anime, but I do have the last name. You do. That's where it's, that's yeah. where it all went to. And you know, you, well, you used to collect the, the the stuff, but it's not the stuff that weebs generally care for anymore. Like uh, the old like know. Japanese toys and stuff. Like Wait, that. can oh. an Asian be a weeb if they're not Japanese? I, I, don't, like a, I don't know the boundaries of weebs. You gotta work on this, Eric. I, well, no, I don't want to. I don't want to. This isn't for me. I don't I'm, I'm a victim. <laughs> you know, I was. What? I was a victim. I was just like, oh man. Uh, I think Google I, would be able to tell us not uh, to look at it later on. Yeah, I might yeah. be used by by a weeb because of my last name. I don't want to used yeah. for what. Marriage, <laughs> <You know? laughs> the future, the future to to complete one's weebness, so they can have that last name. I got that. Why don't they just change their name? I think you can do that. But then that's fake weeb. 
They're wait, wait. Fa- Isn't being a weeb already fake? <laughs> no. that's, that's just double level of weebness, I well, guess. Yeah, I, don't I mean, really there know. are, like, white people. Like, <laughs> no, sorry. I, I think, like, I, I, I don't I've know. run across on, like, Instagram, like, white, you know, like, cosplayers who, like, you know, will incorporate, like, Japanese names into, like, last names or first names. Oh, into, yeah. You know, just to, for their profile. Oh, yeah, know. yeah. I don't think they're legally changing their name, but, you know, on Instagram, you could get away with that, right? Damn. Damn. Whoa, That's you know, rough. my name is, my, my Japanese, na- well, Akko is a Japanese name, and Maybe I'm a weeb because that's not <laughs> actually my name on my gi- my gift certificate on my birth certificate. <laughs> gift certificate <laughs> on my birth certificate. Uh. Yeah, but Akko is a short for Akiko, right? Yeah, yeah. That's my middle name, though. So yeah, I don't close. Know. That's Maybe I'm a weeb. still part of it. Yeah, no, it's still yeah. like your like name. But, but you did marry somebody with a Japanese last name. Yeah, but I oh. didn't take it. Oh damn. Oh, you're not a weeb. Yeah, no. <laughs> you're not a weeb. You would have <laughs> grasped it. You would have been like, You could yes! have been Akko Sato. Oh, shit. Can you hit? Oh, that's your phone. I was wondering whose phone that was. James, why are you calling us? James. Oh. Who's James? James uh, James is from the Plush Art Club, and Ooh. he and I are working uh, on a plush. Cool. Yep. So, And we're supposed to meet later on this evening, So, which is probably the reason why he's calling. Oh, there you go. Yep. Is it gonna look like you? It's gonna look like my bear. Oh, cool. that makes sense. Yes, because I don't think that like, anyone would want to buy a plush of me. I would. Aww. Yeah, I think that would be amazing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, actually, that would be amazing. I'd want a, I'd want a super deformed version though. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. but Luke, like, big like big life size Luke head <laughs> and a little body. <laughs> yeah, it's gotta be life size Luke I head. Would, yeah, I mean you could hold it like I this. I want that too. Like yeah. you'd hold it like a basketball. It'd be great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Be Give cute. it a bouncy uh, core. Yeah. How'd you get into animation? Um, I uh, serendipity. Um, so Rob and I moved into a building in Koreatown, and we made friends with our neighbors, Ariel and Goo. And um, Goo had won a Zeret grant. You know, it's the Ninja Turtles. Oh, don't you wish that exists? It's, it's gone. awesome. Yeah, it's gone. Yeah, and yeah. Rob was. Um, applying for for his Zurich. So anyway, we we like hung out a lot. And um, for Goo's birthday, I drew uh, I I made a card for him with his character Blanche the Baby Killer on the card. And like I don't know how much time went by, but at some point he was working at Titmouse, and he's the lead character designer on Metalocalypse, and he needed some help um, with character design. And so he was like, "Who do I know who can who can like draw in my style?" And since I had drawn that card for him, um, he remembered wow. it and brought me on board. So that's just the, such weird ways into yeah. jobs. Yeah, yeah. I think the lesson, the only lesson there is like uh, talk to your neighbors, <laughs> and also like if there's yeah. something that you do, which in in my case was drawing, do it and and don't don't like hide it from people. You know, share it. Don't don't go out there like drawing everyone a birthday card so that you can get a job. That's not going to work. But <laughs> but it's may. just to show that like you really never know where an opportunity is going to come from. And if you if you follow things that you're interested in and are engaged with and curious about anyway, like I was with drawing, um, then you just things things grow out of that. You know, things grow out of being interested and curious. And but engaged. in this industry, um. A lot of people can draw. Well, let's say not in industry, but a lot of people out there can draw, but they can't get the job. How much mm-hmm. of it is just being able to, um, oh, yeah. you know, mesh with people? Because if you're like a, 
not yeah, a nice yeah. person, you might yeah. not get these jobs. Yeah. Or if you're maybe too quiet, I don't know if that's a good well, thing. Well, that's or not. the other. That's the other lesson to the story, which is like, um, you know, talk to your neighbors, like not just your neighbors, but like um, being able to like interact with people and show up and do the things that you said you were going to do. That's a big. That's a huge part of working. Um, and I don't know. So, okay, Rob tells me stuff that he hears from other podcasts, and I think he heard this on a podcast, but someone was talking about, like, likability. Okay, you have to be two of three things, right? One is um, talented, two is uh, likable, and three is responsible. So if you are talented and responsible, you'll get work. If you are talented and likable but not responsible, you could still get the work. If you are not talented but you're responsible and likable you could work you could work you know what i mean wow people will still put you to work because so, you you turn things in you do the work you're so two out of three two out of three that's interesting so i yeah i heard of i guess this is totally different but a past girlfriend once said three things uh cold tired and hungry um, she could be two of those things, but she cannot be three. Yeah, if she's no, three, it's a meltdown. I two relate. of the three, she can kind of yeah. get through it. So yeah, yeah, cold, tired, and hungry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So don't worry about it. If you're not if you're not <laughs> likable, don't worry about it. You can still. It's just like demonstrate that you can do the work and um, be talented. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's interesting, right? What do you think, Luke? Is it? I mean, because you've always said for art, it's what is it? Luck and uh, luck, talent, or something. Luck, talent, and discipline. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Discipline covers But do you need all three? Right? Do you yeah. need all yeah. three though? Yes. What? Do you need all three for yeah, that? Yeah, you one? need all three. Okay. Uh, so for yeah. animation you only need two. Mm. It's easier. Luck helps. Yeah. Yeah. Any field. And if you just want to draw stuff on Instagram, you just need one of those, maybe. If you I mean, I I, that's really like do that. Draw stuff and put it on Instagram. Um for sure. Because definitely opens up luck possibilities. Yeah. And then yeah. people can find you or if you meet someone and they're like, Oh, that seemed like somebody I could work with. But do they actually, do they actually make things? Like, do they, you know what I mean? Is this, when they say they're, when you say you're a drawer, do you actually draw or is it something that you think about? You know what I mean? So if you are actually a drawer or an artist or you make stuff, like put it somewhere so other people can see it. Oh yeah. If you want to get hired for stuff. True. True. I remember when I started, I used to like any like free, like online you know, thing that you could be able to post your work on. I posted like fecal face, deviant art, you know, like all that crap, you know? Yeah. So, you know, you never know where people will like discover your work yeah. and like, you know, think that you have something to offer. Mm, yeah. Personally, I don't post much ever. Well, I you're hate it. <laughs> I, yeah. I'm so lucky that I got in before it was like mandatory to be uh, like on a feed you know, uh, where you're like putting stuff on. Sorry to gloat. I don't mean to <laughs> gloat, but I'm just like, phew, uh, personal, personality wise. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, I know. I was actually um, on a podcast uh, yesterday and uh, we were talking and about social media. And apparently I'm supposed to listen to this one episode on this guy's podcast where they talk about, like, how to play the Instagram game. Eee! Yeah. <laughs> My kryptonite. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, um, and I, it's, I'm kind of reticent of, like, listening to it just because of the fact that it's just like, do I really want to play this game? Yeah. Do you? Uh, yes and no. 
<laughs> but I hear people talk about that and they say, oh, got to post here, got to post at this hour because that's when the, uh, what do you call it, yeah. Euro- Europe, uh, yeah. European people are going to be looking and they kind of have this almost plan that's 24 hours and every day and it just sounds kind of shitty. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, that's what they want to do. So they're into it. Yeah, Oof. I'm not sure if this room. There's a lot of people keep looking into this room. Is it okay? Oh, are we what okay? time is it? I don't know. We're only oh one o'clock. Okay. We're out of here. Uh, okay. All right. Okay. All right. Well, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. That was an abrupt end, but uh, this room is kind of going to hell. <laughs> yeah. and, we get, uh, we're yeah. booked for one hour, yeah. and our hour is up. Okay. Thank you for having and me. No, thank you for having. Oh, yeah, yeah, thank you. And the bear, 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 robot. Bye. And the bear, robot. And the bear, 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 robot. And the bear. Robot and the bear, 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 robot and the bear, robot and the bear, 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 bear